Happy Saturday, everybody! And welcome to another late episode of your favorite Mad Men show, Made Man, the most handsome Mad Men podcast on the internet. And today, just now, I just finished watching the final episode, the season finale of season five, The Phantom. I just watched the Phantom episode of Mad Men. I don't know. I thought that, that, that felt good in my head while I was doing it. Uh, folks, yes, I'm a day late again. No, I didn't go see Ario Speedwagon again. Um, just couldn't get to it yesterday. I, it got to the point where I was watching something, and I thought, I'm going to watch Mad Men after this. I should have watched Mad Men before this. I'm going to watch Mad Men after this. I'm never going to stay up. You know what? I'll just do it tomorrow. Everyone will forgive me. You forgave me, right? Everybody forgives me, right? For just being a day late. I mean, so many people aren't, aren't waiting for this, like, you know, that Friday night. Some of you people might not hear this for weeks. Everybody forgives me, right? Raphael, you forgive me, buddy? Got another great voicemail from the Raph man. I just made up that nickname. I hope it sticks. Um, he was out walking his dog, too. And uh, he gave me some uh, some good points, some good uh, notes. And uh, you know what? Instead of me talking about it, let's hear a word from our sponsor. And then let's hear a word from our main man, Raphael. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Raphael again. The fact that you were walking your dog in the last episode actually got me thinking while I was walking my dog to go ahead and leave another message. Talking about the Phantom here. Uh, one thing I liked about the episode, um, seeing Peggy at her new job um, at, at the new agency, kind of blossoming as you know, as kind of the director herself, seeing the basically emulating the Don Draper that she admires so much. One thing I thought was funny was Don's. Uh, struggled with the tooth all episode and how he was just a wreck uh he didn't want to you know be anywhere be at work talk to anybody but then when he finally had the tooth taken out he was good as can be and the one thing that i thought was really interesting was he noticed in the what he he said wasn't in the theater he told peggy that's what happens when you help somebody they succeed and move on so think about that for a sec they succeed and move on when he helps them and he just finished helping out megan and that's kind of the stance he takes, is seeing all throughout his life people getting things done for themselves or getting help, and then they move on and succeed. And in his life, they move on and leave him. Um, he's always been used to being by himself in his life. People leaving him, people dying. And now in this case, Peggy leaving him. And who knows, now that he's assisted Megan, is it time for her to leave? We don't know that yet. But think about that. Don's always guarded and always alone. So what's going to happen between him and Megan? Thanks, man. I really enjoy uh, sharing my thoughts on the episodes as I watch the show over and over again with now with you. So I really appreciate you uh, putting me on your podcast. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, we can have some more conversations about the shows in the future. And... uh, you know, maybe I'll get you on my podcast as well. Thanks again, man. I really hope, I really appreciate all you do. Um, I enjoy your thoughts. And if you want to get in contact with me, I'm at www.nestedquerypodcast.com. Take care. Bye. 
Oh, he makes some good points. And you see, I, 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 I uh, he left a little web link for his uh, his little podcast there as well. You should check it out if you can. Um, very good points, and I'm gonna and and I'm going to touch on them all. The uh, the the Peggy and the Megan, awesome. And I'm gonna go through the episode, and uh, let's just let's just. I don't want to talk about those right now because a lot of that happened later in the episode. But let's start with the uh, the big thing, and that's that uh, all season it's kind of been shocking to me that you that that they had remote controls for TVs in the '60s. I, I can't, I just couldn't fathom that. Okay, I'm a kid of the '80s, and when I grew up, we did get cable television, um, but all our other TVs had these, you know, UF, UF, UHF and VHF dials. So you, the UHF dials um, were these big, like, so you'd have, like, all these channels, and that was, like, all the garbage channels, all the, then you had the VHF that had the 4, 5, 7, 2, and that was thunk, 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 thunk. That's how you change the channel with that. But when we got cable TV, we had this remote sort of thing where there was a wire going from our TV all the way through our, our den, all the way behind our couch, and then on a little table we had this long slider, and it was like this lit, light up thing, and it would be like, you could slide it up and down, that's how you go from channel 4, 5, 7, 9, 18 was MTV, 31 was Nickelodeon, 32 was New England Sports Network, and it kind of ended, I think it went up to 36, but, and then sometimes you could get the, you could slide it in between the two channels to try to pick up um, you know, like the the HBO or the or the 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 dirty movies that you're not supposed to see, but you see them kind of like uh, all scrambled and oh oh what was that? Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, so there was a remote control. Um, really, this has nothing to do with the episode. I just thought when Megan at one point uh, turned off the TV, I was like, you know, they they have remote controls, and I know this isn't the first time we've seen it, but I've never talked about it, and I just thought I would waste your time and talking about it right now. So. Let's actually talk about this episode. It opens up with Don Draper uh, pouring a little liquor, a little hard alcohol on a cotton ball and shoving that into his mouth. Now, my first thought was, is this some weird way to get drunk? Like he's hiding the fact that he's drinking, like he's sucking on alcohol all day. Then I realized this is Don Draper. If there's one thing he doesn't do, it's hide that he drinks. No, this, I was like, okay, this guy obviously has a toothache and this is how he deals with it then. He called it a hot tooth at one point. He, he mentioned, I have a hot tooth. Um, but it was go away, it would go away, it would go away. Uh, you know, and he was pretty grumpy all episode. Um, I don't think I noticed, Raphael mentioned that once the tooth came out, everything was fine. I didn't pick up on that. It didn't, um, that didn't hit me. I didn't really notice that. Uh, but it, something did happen where he um, did decide to help uh, his wife in the end. But let's get there. Let's let's. There's a lot that goes on that happened. So he's getting ready for work, and who's there visiting? But his mother-in-law. Oh, his mother-in-law, that French actress. I was like, uh, it's Megan's meme, uh, and I, I was going to do this whole thing with a French accent, and then I didn't do it. Um, but she's there, and look, maybe she's a nice person, but she's such a bitch to Megan, and she's not very nice. To Don, obviously she's not nice to her husband. There's one guy she's kind of nice to, uh, and he doesn't really deserve it. We'll get there. So, Megan um, 
while Don was leaving for work, Megan was hiding something from her. This look, I literally just watched this. So, and I could be getting facts wrong and timelines wrong. That is really unsettling, don't you think? Like, you could be like, "That's wrong, Mike. That's wrong." I just watched this. I'm not talking about the next day. I'm not talking about it hours from now. Minutes ago, I finished this episode, and this is how I think it happened. So you have to go with my perception. If you've never watched Mad Men before, I could be completely making this shit up. And who knows? We'll see. Um, I apologize for the language. Okay, I had a ginger ale earlier, so I'm a little, I'm a little loopy. Um, so he, Megan's, uh, Megan's mother's like, you should not be having something from your husband. And she talks about that she sent a reel out, a, a film reel, out to um, to uh, an agent. Like she had a film shot and it was supposed to be shopped out to agents, shopped out to agencies. But they just said, we can't really do anything with it. So it seems like they kind of maybe scammed her and just wanted to sell and buy her, get her to take classes. Um, but they gave her the film anyway. She paid for it. Uh, and the mother is what you would call not supportive. She's like, oh, you, you, you know, it's not good for them to prey on hopeless people. She's like, hopeless? He goes, ah, oh, prey on people's hopes. You know, but she meant what she said. Now, we could stay with Megan's story for a little while. It's kind of Megan and her mother's story. Megan, um, later on in the episode, she, ha- she was with a friend. And the friend was telling her that, you know, that she has an agent who's trying to get her on an on a audition and a job for Butler Shoes. They're doing a commercial. It's a commercial. They're looking for someone European for like a, a Beauty and the Beast style commercial. And this woman knows that Megan's husband works for the advertising agency. And Megan's like, I don't know if I could do that. You know, he doesn't really work that way. I, I mean, you know, I guess I could try. Now, I guess being an actress is a cutthroat thing because this girl is very appreciative of Megan for offering to help. And that is the last time, the last time that we hear from this girl. She is not mentioned. She is not helped. She is not seen doing a thing because Megan takes her idea and gives it to herself. Uh, we see at one point she Don comes home and it was actually really well shot. And it was Matthew Weiner, the creator of the show, he directed this episode. So there's a shot where Don comes in, his tooth is hurting him, and he's sitting there. Oh, I'm so tired. He's sitting there and um, he's talking. You know, Megan is talking to him. They're not facing each other, and Megan is kind of explaining the whole thing about the. We uh, Butler shoes, and they're doing a beer and the beast, and I think I'd be perfect for it. And Don's listening to it, but we don't see. We just see Don. Megan is in the back, and she's out of focus. And we're folk. So it's. I thought that was really well done because it really makes you focus on Don and how he is hearing this and reacting to it. I just love these choices that are deliberate, that are done um, to make us kind of feel a way, or just to kind of give us a feeling like. You know, Megan's in the back. She's out of focus. She's a little nervous, apprehensive, talking to her husband about this. And Don was kind of exactly the way Megan said she, that he would be. You know, I, I shouldn't really do this. That's not really good. 
I didn't know he, he was like, I, I didn't even think, why, why would you want to be an actor? Why would you want to do commercials? I thought that advertising was bad. You know, he was a little, he was a little uh, aggressive about it. And she was like, this would be huge for exposure, national commercial. He's like, but it's not theater. It's not art. It's not a film. Um, and then she got upset. Like, you don't know how hard it is. She started crying. And he goes, you don't want this. You don't want, you don't want to do it this way. You want to, you want to be discovered. You want to be, you don't want to be someone's wife. And uh, she was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then she went in the bathroom and just cried. Um, and later on in the episode, she just kind of stayed home and felt sorry for herself. And her mom was a real jerk to her. And uh, she said to her, you are just a girl jizzing fandoms. And there, my friends, is the first reference to the title of the episode, The Phantom. Chasing the phantom, I guess it means like trying to find or trying to um, the unattainable goal. Chasing phantom, chasing dreams, like uh, trying to become a big actress. Oh, oh, I should have a yawn button. But, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. I do not like Megan's mother. You know who does like Megan's mother, though? This guy who keeps prank calling Megan. Calls him, calls her again. And, uh, oh, the third, the, the, the finally when he gets through and he talks to Don, you hear, and he says, and he start, tries to speak in French. It's Roger. Roger, he knows she's in town because Don's been complaining about her. And he really wants to see her. So, oh my God, Roger. Don thinks it's the dad. Um, just says, gets the, gets the mom on the phone. No one's the wiser, but it's Roger. And he's just saying he wants to see her. And he's at a hotel. And she's like, oh, is that what they do? They send all the girls up. He just says, I really want to see you. And guess what? She came to see him. There is quite a bit of infidelity in this episode. Um, now, she comes to see Roger. And I'm, I'm all over the place, but I don't care. And the, it's, you know, they, you see them jump on the bed. And they start kissing. And making sweet love. But Roger wants to do something else with her. Uh, he talks about a, a partner in the, in the agency that ended it all. And he thinks you have to be so certain there's something better on the other side. And he's like, maybe this is the, maybe this is the better though. This is it, you know? Um, so really the big thing is you want to take LSD with me? He just wants Megan's mom to hang out and take LSD with her, with him. He, she doesn't do it she does not uh she says she doesn't want to do it but they still i believe make make sweet sex together i'm pretty sure i don't think they it, it wasn't a deal breaker him bringing up the lsd but um you know if he's not going to do it with her don't worry he'll figure out a way to do it so i think megan's story ends i got i had to stop the recording for a second now i'm like where the hell did i end up talking about megan talking about um uh, you know, the mother not being supportive for her, talking about the phantom, talking about chasing the dreams, um, talking about, uh, um, oh, uh, Roger going off with the mother. But really, uh, later on in the episode, um, after, you know, Megan's mother was really a jerk to her, she just kind of stayed home, felt sorry for herself, and got loaded, got drunk, drank all day. Dawn comes home. She's stumbling drunk. She's upset. She's like, you know, she tries to have sex with Don. Don's like, no, mainly probably because of his tooth. 
But she's like, what? Even your tooth? He goes, this is all I'm good for. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, all you want me to do is, is you know, be here for you when you get home. Be the good wife, you know, and, and waiting for you. Uh, and you could see she was really upset. But at the same time, you know, Don liked having you at work. Now, maybe that was a bit of control, you're thinking, but it wasn't your thing. But it's not like Don wanted you waiting home at work, it, waiting home. Don liked you being in advertising because you were really good at it, too. Um, and that was, you know, um, until we get to the end end, that was kind of it for Megan, you know, feeling all sad. She's like, uh, you know, oh, cause she said, you know, either, either all these people are wrong or maybe I'm just not really, I'm just not good. And he, she's like, but how would you even know? Uh, so she's just really upset all episode. Um, and I'm, you know, thinking maybe Raphael's comments about, um, what happens with her? I, I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what happens. And um, well, let's let's kind of rewind back and talk about Don. Okay, Don. Now I mentioned Roger with the LSD. I feel like that is Roger kind of reacting to uh, Lane. Like you know, what else is there? He even he, I mean he brought up Lane, and maybe you know he he wants to just kind of trip again. Um, and I think Don was having his own reaction about Lane because, you know, Lane hung himself, Don's brother, Adam, hung himself, and all of a sudden Don's kind of seeing Adam. Now, maybe he's really um, hopped up with the uh, tooth bothering him, but he goes into the office one day and he sees a guy that looks like Adam, or he thinks he sees, he sees Adam getting in an elevator. Uh, later on, he thinks he sees Adam working in the office. And finally... After all this trouble with the toothache, he goes and um, finally gets it looked at. And when he's on the gas, he sees Adam standing over him instead of the dentist. And he's got these neck burns. And, you know, just kind of, he's like, don't leave me. Don't leave me. And you remember Don? And first of all, he called him Dick, which was cool. Don turned his back on Adam. Adam had nowhere else to go and killed himself. Because he wanted to protect the secret so bad. The secret from his family, from his work, where people at his work, some of them know, his family know. All that, all that secret, all that covering up for nothing, and it cost this young man his life, or you know, it, it led to this young man's suicide. Uh, so there's guilt there, big, big guilt, um, and you know, even like the crew jokes, I'll be hanging around, don't worry about me. Um, He's like, don't leave me, don't leave me. But, you know, this was all him knocked out um, while he was on the gas. On the gas. So, uh, you know, besides uh, dealing with Megan, Don also has to deal with some stuff going on in the office. Now, uh, at one point we see, I don't know if I can just do Don's, Don's story because he's kind of peppered in here and there. Um, we see Harry and... Uh, and Joan coming into the office. We don't see a lot of Harry and Joan just together by themselves. But you know how Harry is. He hears something. He thinks something. He sees something. He's not in on everything, but he wants to know. Hey, are we getting more space? I heard maybe we're getting more space. Uh, there's a rumor. And Joan's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we heard the parachute company up upstairs was leaving and blah, 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 blah. And Joan's like, I'm not worried about it. Oh, because he's like, what are you going up on 38? She goes, oops, I pressed the wrong floor. She was going up to check on the second floor. 
And um, they were like, he's like, what are you doing going up there? Oh, oops, wrong one. Um, she had to cover up for it. But Harry's like, well, if the rumors are true, I would love a window. I need a window. I need, I need to see. Um, then we go into the partners meeting. And it's, um, you know, they're talking about business. And apparently business is really good. Business is doing good since Jaguar. Um, I don't know how much time has passed. I can't really tell. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to move her a little bit more on my couch. Oh, this podcasting is hard. Um, but business seems to be so good that they are able to move uh, in, in move people around and add a second floor. I feel like before Jaguar, you know, things weren't looking that great. You know, Lane's taking extra lines of credit out just to make ends meet for himself. Leading in him stealing, leaving, leading in him hanging himself after getting fired. Um, but it seems like positive things are happening to the uh, office to the point where Joan comes into the office and comes into to Don's office one morning and she's like, we got a insurance settlement for death, for Lane's death of $170,000. You know, she felt guilty. She felt guilty. She's like, what, what could I have done? Don's like, nothing. Maybe I could have given him what he wanted. What did he want? And she just kind of looked at him. Don's like, oh, Jesus. Um, but she doesn't know that Don fired her. Nobody knows that Lane was fired except Lane. Nobody. Lane's wife doesn't even know. Doesn't even know what Lane did to get fired. Uh, or that he even got fired. And Don's like, well, what's the equity we put up? Everyone put $50,000 up. Okay. Uh, so that should go to his wife. Cut a, cut a check for his wife. He ends up going to the wife's house, and the wife was very cold to him. She explained. He explained to him, you know, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. This is, you know, something. There was a. We all took, uh, a, you know, an equity out, and this. We just wanted to pay back. I hope this will be very helpful. Usually, it takes up to six. Did you say six months or six years or something there. It was a wait, but we all voted that, you know, he should get this now. And the wife was very much a biatch to Dawn. Now, look, she's grieving, but I think she's just pissed at the whole culture that they had. And the reason being is she found that girl's picture in, in Lane's wallet. You remember that girl's picture? That girl that Lane never even met. Never even saw her. You know what she was to Lane? She was a phantom. Ooh, did I just do that? Did I just tie that title in again? Ooh, yes, she was. Uh, she didn't exist. She was just kind of a dream. Something to attain. You know? The phantom? Remember that episode where he, he found someone's wallet and found the picture and it called the woman, talked to the woman, but never actually met her? Just wanted to spend time with... Just, just wanted to kind of... Have, it was exciting to him, even having this picture. Um, Lane. Oh, man. You silly bastard. Uh, and the wife was just kind of like, Don's like, I have no idea who that is. She was like, I thought maybe it'd be from all your times you go to the brothel. That's not exactly how she sounded. She doesn't have a Cockney accent. But it's just how I chose it. It's what I did. Um, Don was really upset. But he, Don was really apologetic. But he had no idea who that person was. He didn't know anything about it. So it's like, I'm just very sorry. I'm very sorry. I'm sure you are. You know. Oh, excuse me. He said, like, that 50000 
is not even close to what he put into that job and the stuff, what he gave up for that job is what she said. And, you know, I hope you're not sorry. You just, I hope this makes you feel better. This only makes you feel better about yourself. And she slams it on his face, um, which was rough. was rough, was rough. Uh, he goes from, Don goes from there to um, the movie theater. Who does he see in the movie theater? I almost said Peggy Draper. Boo, 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 boo. Who does he see in the movie theater? Peggy Olsen. But let's rewind back a little bit. We see Peggy at work doing her thing. Like Raphael said, very much kind of channeling Dawn. They're working on something. She is She's yelling at her creative team. And um, then they're kind of, you know, setting them off on their way. And then we have the guy who hired her. It's kind of like the Roger of the office. Comes in and says, do you like cigarettes? You do now. You smoke. And get, these are the women's cigarettes that you got to come up with an idea for. There's no brand. There's no name. There's no title. There's nothing. Uh, and she's on this job. And she, she's like, I don't smoke. She goes, you do now. And you need to go figure this out. Um, so we see Don go to the movie theater where he goes to kind of clear his head. Who does he see there? But Peggy Olsen. And I said that already. But there he runs into Peggy doing the same thing he was doing. Going there, just kind of clear his head. She said she learned it from him. And there she was. They had a little small talk. Um, and, you know, she's like, he's like, how's the new job going? She's like, it's going good. They're going to be sending me to Virginia to, for these cigarettes. Ah, get it? Virginia Slims. Those are the cigarettes. Those, like, long, thin cigarettes that for some reason were supposed to be classy and for women. Mm, the cancer is so sexy. I don't know where I, I, I had an idea and I went with it and I don't know if it worked. Um, that was me smoking a Virginia Slim. Now, because there's supposed to be some elegant cigarette. I don't know, whatever. But they were our real thing. And I guess that's what these are supposed to be. Uh, and they have a small talk and, you know, um, she said uh, that they're sending her off to Virginia. She gets to go on a plane he said he's proud of her. And she's like, are you mad? He's like, no. He goes, I, um, that's what happens. You know, you, you teach someone you to do something or you help someone and then they, they get better and they move on. And I didn't even think of that. I have to say, Raphael brought that up. That maybe that's what Don's worried about with uh, Megan. Is she just going to become some big star and move on? I don't know. I do not know. Um, but... For some reason, maybe it was after talking to Peggy, Don goes and looks at Megan's reel because Megan did give him the reel. Uh, and I feel like, I don't think I skipped anything. I think we just see Don kind of looking at the reel, watching the reel. And it's it's silent. And she, he just sees her smiling and turning around and, you know, talking, but you can't hear her. And you can almost look at his face like, you know, you know, like he, he has a smile on his face, like he's really in love with her. And uh, what does he do? He gets her the gig. He, he gets her in the room, and then you see, uh, we're ready on the set. For, and there we see, oh, there's Megan Draper. And she's all excited to get this job. And she's like, you know I love you. And he's like, gives a nice smile. And then a very another really cool shot where... There's a lit up, a very lit sound stage, and it seems to be on this giant old dark lot. But this one little spot is lit where they're filming the commercial, 
and Don leave, leaves them to go to do the work and just walks away. Doesn't never looks back while she's getting all made up. And we stay with Don. And that lit set just keeps getting smaller and smaller further away. And Don just keeps walking further and further away. I thought that was how the episode was going to end. Almost like, look, they are they are separating. Are they going in different directions? You know, uh, again, Raph's the Raph man. Did I just come up with another nickname? I don't know. Uh, Raphael's other comment about you know, helping and moving on. Um, you know, now I'm starting to think about that. And like, is he going in a different direction? Is he, is he going back to being the bad Don Draper? Because then we see Don go to a bar and this woman says to him, uh, my friend over there wants to know if you're alone. And he just gives you that classic Don Draper look of, I'm going to have sex with both of you. And he just kind of gave that sneery little look. And that's how the episode ended. Um, and it was like, whoa, Don, what are you going to do? I want him to be like, no, I'm happily married. The end. And that's how the episode ends. Like he actually says the end. He looks into the camera and winks. Um, that obviously is going to happen. But I was, I wanted him to be different. I wanted him to not um, give in to the you know these two young ladies but I think he might oh Mr. Draper I think he might you know this is the one season I think so far that we haven't seen him uh, you know sleeping around he seems to be happily married and we'll see how that goes next season right so that's pretty much it for Don's story right um now, he is in on some of the creative. Uh, there was one little creative scene that nothing else came of it. It was for the uh, pantyhose ad. And we had Ginsburg and Stan in doing the creative. And they had this thing where always elegant, you know, less price, never cheap. And the client wasn't happy about the word cheap. And Don was trying to swim it, you know, trying to warm things over. Ken was trying to warm things over, um, smooth things over, and uh, the clients weren't really happy with this whole thing. And he's like, I thought you'd have a girl look at it. You know, that's what that's what I used to assume around here. And not dark coffee, you know, black coffee out there. He calls Don's secretary, Don, black coffee. Like, and even Don was like, Jesus, you, you effing racist? He didn't say that, but um, it was just, you could see that um, uh, Don was mad at Ginsburg and Stan. Like, you didn't test it? He's like, we never had a test before. Ginsburg was, ups was upset. He's like, but at least you're not calling me an idiot for the first time. Stan was like, I'm so, I'm so tired of this dynamic. I think they miss Peggy. I think they miss Peggy being there. Peggy was a voice. Peggy was smart. Peggy was another perspective, another way of looking at things. And that was my thinking, was when that was happening, they're either tired to go to move on or they miss Peggy. Maybe they're going to try to get her back. Um, that was really it for that whole thing. Like, there wasn't anything else with the clients. I mean, right? I think that was it. Uh, if I'm correct, I'm a little stuffed up. Uh, and what else happened in the office? I mean, not much else. You know, we got Peggy's little story. Megan's story. 
Roger's story really was just trying to try, sleeping with Megan's mom and asking her to do LSD. The other big story of this episode was Pete. So Pete rides the train with that jerk who has the wife that Pete is infatuated with. And guess who's on the train with his with her husband, but that woman. And Pete's like, oh, hello, yes, I believe I remember you. She's like, yes, you, you almost had dinner at our house. And she's like, I'm going to go to the smoking car. He's like, oh, she's coming into the city to visit her sister for a couple of days. And as they, they go, I'm going to go to the smoking car. I think she just wanted, I thought she just wanted to avoid Pete. And while they go away, Pete, like, grabs the cloth hanging out of her purse to, like, feel it in his hands like a creep. Um, and the weird, the, just the best part of this whole thing is they're married in real life. Uh, the dynamic of that, of this creep that he was probably a wonderful person in real life, but on the show he's such a creep. Um, so after, uh, later on while he's at work, Pete gets a call, quote unquote, from his sister-in-law, his sister-in-law. And he's like, hello. And guess what? It's, um... It's her. It's the woman. I don't remember her name. I want to say Beth. Um, and she's like, I, I can't stop thinking about you. And I'm at the hotel you said you were going to be at. Um, will you be there? Pete's like, I don't know if I will be there. I'll make you wait like you made me wait. But you know, Pete, that's all BS. Pete's going to be there. She's like, well, I hope you can come. And then that's when they're at the meeting later. Remember the meeting? So they're in a, in a meeting talking about space talking about how good business is. And um, Pete's like, yep, okay, great, great, great. Okay, great, great. Can I leave? Okay, goodbye. Don's my proxy, and he just leaves. He just wanted to get the hell out of there to the hotel. It was funny. Don's like, can we do that? Can we can we say proxy to each other? Um, so Pete goes there. And he goes to see the woman, and he's, like, upset that, uh, that he is... Um, was brought there. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you going to be here? You know, why did you even have me here? Um, I don't know why I'm here because I'm an idiot. Like, he, he was upset with himself that he was there. He was frustrated um, with her, the way she treated him. And then he says, you know, I'm, I'm, she's like, I'm not really here uh, to go to my sister's. My husband put me, put me in the hospital. She's like, he's like, what for? And she says, I'm blue. I have a case of the blues, so I, I have my treatment, my electroshock treatment. He's like, what? He makes you have electroshock treatment, and it turns out that um, it seems like that she forgets things. So she, so the husband puts her in this. She's had these things before. She has electroshock therapy before, and she forgets things. So she, because she said over the phone, you know, I want to do this uh, while there's still time. This could be our last time. But what she meant by that was, I might not even remember who you are after this. And Pete's like, this is crazy. You can't do this. This is crazy. And she's like, no, it's, you know, it's good. It's good. But I need this. Please don't do this. He's like, I can't, I can't do this. She's like, please, I need this. And Pete's like, okay, let's do it. And they do it. And they do it well. They do it for a while. And Pete is really just can't stop thinking about this girl. You know, she's like, I need to go. He's like, your husband's just controlling you. And she's like, no, it works. It, it makes me feel better. Um, and... Pete doesn't want her to leave, doesn't want her to leave, but she finally does leave. Later on, Pete goes to the hospital to see her, pretends to be her brother just to get in. She's like, oh, I don't have a brother. He goes, I know that's what 
Um, that's why I told them to get it. She's like, oh, so can I, who, like, can I help you? And he's like, oh, no, I mean, we can still sit down and talk if you want. She didn't remember who he was. She didn't remember him at all after the, the electroshock therapy. And it was just really upsetting because Pete's like, not, he's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm st- he started saying, I'm here to see a friend. By accident, I ran into you. She's like, oh, who's the friend? He's like, well, he has something that, he has something that, um, you know, he had an affair with a woman, and now he's starting to think that maybe what he has, it, he, he, not what he has at home is good. It's more like what he has isn't good enough or not what he wanted. It basically, it made it seem like he's basically saying, you know, after being with you, I realize what I have is not what I want. That's what I got out of it. I hope that's what he said. Uh, earlier in the episode, um, Trudy, he saw Trudy, and, and they, she wants to put a swimming pool in, and he's like, that seems so permanent. Tammy could drown, and he was being a real stick in the mud. Um, but uh, later on in the episode, somehow he gets his way. Not the, the whole pool thing, but he gets back on the train, and that jerk husband's there. He's like, oh, man. He goes, we should hang out in the city and go crazy. You can pretend you fell asleep. And, uh, he goes, we should, and he's already drunk. And the guy, Pete looks at the guy and goes, you monster. He's like, what? He goes, how could you do that to your wife? Put her in the hospital like that. And the husband just looks at him like, first, he's shocked that he knows that. And he's like, it was you. He goes, she'd spread her legs for anybody, you know, any jerk. And Pete and her hair this guy start fighting and they start swinging at each other and on the train the guy gets thrown off to the to card and then Pete, the, the conductor wants Pete to apologize and Pete starts getting belligerent with this guy with the conductor the conductor punches Pete out and then Pete goes home and uh, he's all his face is all swelled up and he says he drove into a ditch the car's fine and she's like oh Peter this is wrong this is so dangerous I think I think you are right I thought she was going to say we need to move out of the suburbs, but I think you should get an apartment in the city. And you could see Pete was just like, huh, yes, yes, that would be a very wise idea. He just kind of stood there, didn't put up a fight, because he just now he just got an apartment in the city to do God knows what. What I um, got out of back on the train, the guy said she spreads her legs for any asshole or something like that, uh, that... This has happened before. This woman's cheated on her husband before. And basically, he probably convinces her that she's just sad. And let's go get electroshock therapy so you forget about it. That's how he treats his wife cheating on him. He gets electroshock therapy so that she forgets and loves him again, I guess. And hospitals allow this in the 60s. Crazy. That is wild. So, I feel like I touched on just about everything that happened in this episode. There was no Henry Francis. There was no Betty. No kids. Um, Megan's mother did say a crappy comment about, you know, you did not give him a family. Uh, you know, she's not going to have kids with Don. Don already has two kids. Three kids. Uh, let's see. I mean, Harry was in it for a second. Joan... Really, it was just about dealing with Lane. Lane's chair is still empty. Don did go see Lane's wife, uh, and that was pretty cold. 
but you know they did she did take the cash she did take the check um it seems like sterling cooper's doing well they're going to be moving upstairs seems like there's a lot of people that work in the office that i've never seen before um but but seem didn't seem like ginsburg and stan were all that excited or at least they were frustrated with the client uh peggy seems to be doing okay but I got one other quote-unquote phantom. You know, the phantom of you think you're chasing something, you think you're going for something, maybe it's not as good as you think it is. So Peggy is in Virginia. They show her in the hotel room in Virginia. And um, for some reason, she looks out the window, and, you know, she's all excited. And she looks out, and she sees two dogs humping. And that was really, like... My first thought was, is this a uh, a Fairly Brothers movie? What, what, what am I looking at here? And then I thought about it for a second. I said, okay. As good as she thinks she has it, she's in this little motel room looking out in, in, in the middle of nowhere and two dogs are banging outside. It's not like it's, you know, paradise. You're not living in paradise. I think that was my... Um, I think that's the metaphor that I got out of that. Um, and you know, Don, I think is happy now that he got his wife. Um, well, you know what? I don't know if he's happy. Maybe he's like, maybe he's realizing like Raphael said that this is the beginning of the end. He's going to get her a gig. She's going to be happy. She's going to move on. Maybe he should be, maybe he should start moving on too with those two women at the bar. At first I thought that woman was her friend. But she did not have the same accent. Um, I thought it was Megan's friend from the class, but it wasn't. Uh, we did see Roger naked in his hotel room, standing on a chair, because obviously he ended up taking LSD alone. What if he's going to be, become a huge LSD guy now? He wanted to take it again, though, and he did. Uh, Pete is just hanging out in his house with his headphones on, being by himself, um, probably thinking about his woman, the woman that he will never have, the woman that he probably feels like he loves, but does not even um, remember who he is. And, uh, oh, I'm all stuffed up. Um, and I, th I think that's it. I feel like that's it. The episode ended with that little montage of, uh, oh, and we saw the, the fifth floor. They, you know, Joan put a spray can, put an X where they think the stair will be. So I'm guessing like a spiral staircase or some kind of staircase that goes up into the second floor. Um, when I looked up season five uh, pictures, I saw this picture of the f of five people. Didn't even reckon, didn't even realize that Lane wasn't there. Five people in a photo looking out the window. I thought, oh, that's the new offices. And then I never saw that picture again until this episode. The last episode shows this isn't the, the, the new office for Sterling Drooper Group. This is the new new office. This is the like, in fact, that might have been two, when did I see, I don't know when the hell I saw the season five, or I thought maybe they're getting new offices, but it didn't happen until the last episode. They're, they're expanding there, so I can't wait to see what the hell this is going to look like next season. Um, because I think that's it. I think I finished this season. I think we're done with this episode. Uh, I want to thank Raphael for sending all those voicemails in. Always good to play. Always good to have. And you can leave voicemails too. 
Just go to fansnotexperts.com slash made man. Any episode you click on, there's a link for leaving a message. Or if you go to anchor.fm slash made man, you'll see a link right there. Leave a message. Um, you know where to find me on Twitter, right? It's at made man pod. And I'm just going through all the characters in my head trying to think, who did I miss out on? You know, Roger didn't really do much except for Megan's wife, Megan's mom. Boom! Oh, sexual humor. Um, yeah, no, I think I think I caught everybody. It's cool to see Peggy because she wasn't in the last episode. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Season five in the books. Five down, two to go. What a wild ride. This season seemed to fly by. Um, and I am excited to start next season next week. It's just a week away till next season. I made up this song, so I don't know where I'm going with it. Boom, boom. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for staying with me all these weeks. All these episodes, the end is inside, if you can believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike. I am trying to become the made man, but I'm not there yet. Still have a couple seasons left, but until then, I want to thank you. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming. My nose is stuffed up, so if I don't sound right, or if I start coughing... I would blame uh, allergies. I would blame uh, the fact that I'm lying down. And I would blame my stuffed-up nose, ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along on this journey as I strive to become a maid. Fans not experts.